Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, let's do it live on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. It's cold, windy. Yeesh. Brother, this morning, I was taking the, the children to school. Yeah. It was so windy and raining so hard that it was raining sideways. And so we were at a stoplight. Okay. And rain was on a flat street. And rain was only hitting into the back of our car. Really? That's how? Not a single drop was hitting the windshield. It was all hitting onto the back of the car, which was, I'd never seen anything like it. It was blowing in sheets. I mean, you it could was, see it yeah. blowing across the road. The wind was moving the water across the street. Trees. There were lights swinging like this. You know, some of the times they have yeah. the lights just hanging. Yeah, the hanging swinging lights. Swinging like this. It was madness, brother. It's calmed down a little bit, I think. But it was wild. We are under a wind advisory. I think it's worse on the east side. It yeah. got better as I came out here. That I think that's fair. Um, and so, all right, let me just see here. Do you have so, your ride back, by the way? I do. Okay, good. I was going to yeah. say, otherwise, you might have been getting blown all over the road. They did some update, though. Like, there's some things I'm getting you, I have to get used to. New icons mean new things. Um, I've been, I was updated, but when I took it in, there was something, there's something new on it now. Yeah. So I'm having to sort some things out. So our high temperature was actually like midnight. That was like when it was in the 40s, and it's been all downhill from that point. Yeah. yeah. At about 12:30 this morning, it was 55 degrees, and that was your high for the day. That was it. Yeah. Look at that guy. Look at the nose ring on that guy. Yeah, that, is he really sporting a nose ring? Oh, yeah, Connor. That's his operation right now? Oh, yeah. I saw him out there. The he lead. was the one uh, throwing the ball, the soccer yeah, ball to the fellas, and then they were trying to knock over the thing. The water bottle. That was exciting. Sure. Um, okay, so then so tomorrow is going to be cold, but then Friday is 52? Yeah, it's going back up. We're right back up. But and then, then 50 next Sunday. Week, next week, down into Saturday the Saturday is going to be crud then, so it's going to be rainy, crud, but like 50. And then, then we're cold. Actually, Monday's forty-two. Then we're then we're at it. Then we're in the thirties. And I mean, it's December. It's time. I, I'm it's I'm time. I'd like a dusting. I I'll tell you what I'd take. I'll take a dusting over rain. A hundred percent. Any day of the week. Twice on Sunday. You're not wrong, Walter. Love a dusting. Not at all. Uh, our players are back in the building today for practice. A gaggle of them have already spoken to the media. Uh, Deshaun Watson has not, but he is returning to the practice field for the first time since his suspension. That will happen today. Among the uh, the various things said about him, Nick Chubb, we're all excited. We've all waited for a long time for him to come back. Denzel Ward, he's a great player. You can't go wrong with great players. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Jay, okay, this is an excitement. Watson can speak up uh, his mouth and be a little bit louder, speaking about the leadership. Um, look, it's been a long time since Deshaun Watson's played football. It's been two years since he's played football. The last time he played, he was nothing short of brilliant. Three touchdowns, 360 yards, uh, playing for the Houston Texans team yep. that we will play on uh, on Sunday. Um, I have. I think it's fair to say that from a what-to-expect perspective, beats me, man. I have a feeling I, he looks great, but who knows? Live bullets are different. It's different. And I, you just have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I mean, it's 700 days since yeah. he last played. January the 3rd, 2021, as you talked about. He will be the fourth former Pro Bowl quarterback since the year 2000 to have a span of 600-plus days between two starts with zero games played during the layoff. Andrew Luck, 
Started week one, 2018 for uh, Indianapolis against Cincinnati. 616 days after his last start of 2016. He missed 2017 with a shoulder injury. Peyton Manning started week one, 2012 for Denver against Pittsburgh. He won 31-19. 616 days after his last start with Indy. Remember, he missed the entire season with a neck injury in 2011. And then RG3. So this is the second time it's happened for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. RG3, week one, 2016 for Cleveland at Philly. Uh, was 623 days after his last start with Washington. He was a backup quarterback in the 2015 season and did not play. So this is only the fourth time that's happened. Um, Peyton won. Luck lost in a little bit of a shootout with the Bengals. And RG3 with a Browns team that had its struggles lost yeah. in Philadelphia uh, that year on a one-win football team. So it, it's it's not without precedent, although none of those guys hit 700 days. The longest was uh, 623. Who was the 623? Was, was RG3. RG3. 616 were both Luck and Peyton Manning. Um, so it, it's a significant layoff. He has looked very good in practice. I know that some of the guys, uh, talking to some guys on the defense, that his work uh, in the, in the, as the scout team quarterback was definitely got them ready for a game. I bet it was. I bet it was pretty good Pretty good work. It's probably the most talented scout team quarterback in NFL history. And uh, Anthony Schwartz, actually, he and Anthony Schwartz were very good in those sessions. And so Anthony Schwartz is optimistic that maybe he can carry, you know, got his first touchdown, maybe that he can carry that forward because he was able to get a ton of reps with Deshaun the last three weeks, or last two weeks. This will be the third. It's a, it's a wild scene, man. I mean, everything that's going to go into Sunday, um, kind of everything around the game, what's going to happen on the field. This is a Texans team that's, quite frankly, not very good. And no. I talked about this on Monday. There there are these teams in the bottom now that are kind of going to where the way we thought they would go from the beginning. In the beginning of the season, maybe they were plucky or they had a little bit of – not anymore. Like this this team has settled into who, who it is, and it's it's a, a real struggle for them uh, in every game. They The last time out against Miami, we had talked about this earlier in the week, they did not play their first team in the second half, which is crazy. Game, which I can't recall an NFL team. So doing they that. played a little bit into the third quarter, but like, not much. Not much. Not much. And Tua was done. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's who they are. But the but what Watson looks like, and how he goes about his business on Sunday is just fascinating. And the in in one hand, could you see him? lights out you say to yourself well gosh i mean yeah. he's completely healthy he's in spectacular shape he's completely fit he has worked out doggedly over these months to be in position to do this he's been in the building for what a month he's been practicing for a little while um i'm guessing and we'll hear from coach at 130 i'm guessing they've been giving him some ones over the course of the last couple of weeks to yeah get him to the yeah. point where he could play absolutely not the most but getting no. him some so that he's used to taking snaps and handing off to nick chubb and so forth and so on so that's happened so you you get that um and so you could paint a picture pretty easily of a healthy rejuvenated fired up deshaun watson's going to be lights out on sunday you could also paint a picture of there's a lot of rust to knock off and it's just the speed. You can't replicate the yeah. speed of an actual NFL game. You cannot replicate what it is like to have, you know, Jerry Hughes, who has eight sacks leading the team, 11th in the NFL, bearing down on you to deliver a hit. You know, you can't, those aren't things that you can prepare for other than to do it. Uh, the good news is, Tua, we talked about, had 300 yards passing in about a half. Yeah. And so, ah, uh, there goes the great Keith. There's We're Keith. Gonna everybody knows everybody Keith. Everybody knows Keith. We're going to miss him. Final day with the Browns, going off to make beautiful videos of certified Angus beef. Is that really what he's doing? Yeah. Where? Omaha? Where's he going to do that? Worcester. 
Worcester. Yeah. He's working for what's the name of the what's the company? It's certified Angus Beef. He's going to be multimedia producer for Certified Angus Beef. I mean, fantastic. I mean, off. It. I mean, I had so many. That's such a needle to my uncle. I mean, the Certified Angus just he doesn't like it. No, he, he, he raises Herefords, and so they the Certified Angus people people just outsmarted everybody else. Yeah, made it seem like it's a big deal that they were certified. Who's certified? Just cows. Who certified? They it? did. No, this is a. This it's is all a, marketing. They sorted it out. C A B. So anytime my uncle would be, he would always be salty. So certified Angus the, beef. Well, running the herd, and Keith's going to make them look even better. And than he's going to make them look even better. So prime is legit, though, right? That's like a standard. Yeah, that's, where the that's meat a has standard. But that, this is for examined. a specific breed, breed of cow. As if this specific breed of cow was would be superior than say a Charlay or a Semental or a Hereford or whatever. Brown spotted. Brown spotted. Thank you. Yeah. So that's, but that was, that was just a marketing genius. So good job out of Keith. Heath, Keith, I'm proud of him. It's good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the kind of, that would be like a dream job of the Hoffs just to like make meat videos. Oh, for sure. I, th I think the Hoff also, um, the Hoff, I think, likes monkeying around like with the breeds, like trying to crossbreed things and yeah. pollinate to get optimal meat and marbling. Um, I think he's running some Charlay last time I talked to him, which are the white ones, the white spotted. We got to talk to the Hoff, though. What he's doing right now that is making me sad is he's really like, he's starting to show the peeps a little bit. And we know they're not long. Tina, probably not long for the world, Tina. Oh, he's naming the cows still? Tina, truly, seriously, this time. Don Thick is snuck his way in on the last pick. I see he's culling the deer population, too, it appears to be in Wisconsin. I see it's Yeah, he gave a shout-out to Riley Connor on her first uh, buck last weekend. Getting it done. Yeah, I like it. So That was an interesting one. That was a picture of a – that was a calf, wasn't it? Yeah, Tina. Tina Truly. What was the age on that? I mean, because we're – I don't know, man. But I don't want – I'm, like, already attached to Tina. I learned long ago. You don't – you can't name them. Yeah, can't name him. That goes south in a hurry. Look, I mean, he's starting to show. Oh, he's got a lot there. He's, yeah. So he's running some Angus Cross, it looks to me. That's what I thought. Sure. That's what my eye said. Yeah. No brown spotted there. No, none. That's the pure breeds. That's it. All right, good stuff. Um, <laughs> elite. He's sauntering around there. He said, I, I noticed there were luminaries walking with certain haste. Yeah, it looked like all a in lot the same of direction. Around, yeah. A lot yeah. of scurrying here as we get it done. Let me ask you guys a question, and maybe they have done it here. Um, I'm, I'm not invited to these type of things, but do they do like a proper – you guys? when's the last time you guys were at a proper Christmas party? Like ballroom It suits, used to be. It used to be. And then probably when you what? were at the firm, I'm sure you were. When you were at the firm. Oh, McKin McKenzie's one was. Yeah. 2019. 19 was, 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 was like COVID. In-person And we didn't Christmas have one party. last year. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, McKenzie in 2000. And they were just like, look, just don't get yourself fired. That was basically like the only rule. <laughs> the, was like, the, don't the do something is, that will get you fired. Sure. And like, it's a pretty long leash. Yeah. It, it's a simple rule. Don't be the one they talk about five years from now. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Like, don't don't be the one that has rules instituted or has the party taken <laughs> the away. rule. Yeah. That's it. That's like, just... push the boundaries, but know when to just yeah. go, I need to go home or I just need to go somewhere else where I'm yeah. not around. I've noticed that people aren't – that. the reason I ask this is I don't know if people are doing them anymore. Like, if they're that used to be a big thing, like the company Christmas party. 
and it was a big big to do and you dress up nice and great meal and yeah socialize i love time i love of course you do who doesn't love one i love a good i haven't been to one in years i mean it's Uh, probably been a decade since i've been to like a proper christmas party we've had a few we've had a few good ones here yeah i was when i was with good karma they they threw some doozies um there was one where easy give it yeah my easy the the first the the divorce had just gone final and no one in the company really knew there were a couple people that knew like 12 years ago and then certain people found out and boy not the night went well into the morning hours That's always the slope. That's a slippery slope. It, it is. That's it where is. you're at. And I have cleaned that up as best as I can. Good job out of you. All right. Uh, lots to get to. You'll hear from Coach Stefanski coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll go around the NFL coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority gives you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? A spa-like experience is awaiting. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you to fracture the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert and factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. The number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in tub to shower conversions available as well. Superior products and expert installers at thebathauthority.com, 216-220-8399, 500 bucks off. Tell them that Bo sent you. Around the NFL, the NFL officially flexing Dolphins Chargers into Sunday night football for Week 14. Chiefs and Broncos moves to 405 on the Love it. Great job, Tua, Herbert. That's got to that's – I love that game. And the Chargers play a lot of Sunday night football. I'll tell you what, boy. They do. No, Mike. If only you had a light. Where you if press only. a button that said on. Actually, there and was then a light on, and I just, just totally ran through it. the stoplight. Um, uh, this is worth noting because I needed to get some clarification. In October, they could only flex two games, like October through like the first couple weeks in November. Yeah. November and December, unlimited flexing allowed for Sunday night football. You're kidding. They no, can, they can usurp anybody? Yes. Now there are. Why there, did they not do it? Who do they have this week? There are certain games that are protected by the. Oh, networks. I was going to say like Cincinnati, Kansas City. That's got to be protected. protected. Yeah, right. But like the, I'm telling you, the Dolphins are going to get flexed again the following week because the following Sunday Night Football is Raiders Patriots. They're going to take Dolphins Bills. I oh, guarantee sure. they're going to take unless it's protected. This is Colts Cowboys. Dolphins Bills probably wouldn't have been protected at early season when it had to be, right? I don't know. Is that the no? I don't know for sure. It wouldn't you have been. Keep, the first four weeks, uh, you couldn't flex anything. 
flexing only starts after week five. So I wonder if after four weeks the networks can say what they want to protect. Uh, they have to list their protections bef- when the schedule, when they're going no, through their So there's no way that. There's just there's no way that anyone would have had the foresight to protect dolphins and bills. That's not anything no. at that time of year. Well, everybody was bagging on Tua, right? <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, yeah. There was no reason. There was no reason. All right. So this weekend is what do we have? We have Colts at Cowboys this weekend. So you never move off of Cowboys. Nope. It nope. Almost doesn't matter who they, that tells you how powerful they are. And we will but know. It our, does not matter. No. Like Indy is brutal. Doesn't matter. Cowboys, take them. And we should know next Monday what that Ravens game will be because the NFL has to uh, allow teams 10 days out. Did you guys know that in week 14 of the NFL season, there are six teams on a bye? I was curious when this was coming because I was looking at the standings trying to see, like, and I was noticing that there were teams who had played an extra game already, and I'm like, how have they not taken their bye week yet? That is brutal. So I've heard of anything like that. Week 14. No, there's two teams this week. There's six six next week. Oh, it's oh, you said week 14. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the crazy thing about it is... Bears, Colts, Commanders, Falcons, Packers, Saints. Only the commies are in the mix for a postseason. I guess the Saints are too. So are the Falcons because of that division. Right. But the commies get basically a, a rest to make a run at it. Oh, man. And I play the Miz with his playoff... Life on that's the line, a, week fourteen, and he doesn't. Is that have, a post? Is that that's not a uh, no? It's fantasy. A last week of a regular season. It's the last week of the regular. But season. But he's got Jonathan Taylor and Pittman are his two best players. That's, sorry, won't sorry, be available. Sorry, Mike. What's that? Sorry, Michael. So it's not going to work for you. No, so sad. Um, yeah, so that definitely on week fifteen, that's going to be flexed, and then sixteen. What do we got on sixteen on Sunday night? Uh, no, that's Christmas, right? That's Christmas Day, so they won't move those. It's Tampa Bay at Arizona. Are they going to flex? Brady. Are you going to flex out of Christmas? No, that, no. F- that'll you be can't locked flex in. Flex out of Christmas. It's still Tom Brady. Uh, what's the January? What's January first? Well, the best that is um, Sunday, January first. Sunday is Rams Chargers. That's brutal. That's a lock. I would imagine that you'd want Dolphins you want, Patriots, or would really you want not Minnesota Green Bay. Depending on who's playing it, there's not actually Green Bay's great ones. not a great choice. But like Steelers, you have to, Ravens, you have to stay in that LA market with the Chargers. Steelers, Ravens. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a great Jets, weekend. Seahawks, ironically, could end up being a good a game of with playoff implications. Bills, Bengals, they already have on Monday, which would have been electric. And there's Cowboys, Tennessee that week too. That's on Thursday. And then the last week will be something with with playoff implications. I think there's a very good chance it's Baltimore at Cincinnati. Yeah, because that could be for the division. So could Buccaneers Falcons, believe it or not. It really could be. You're, I do believe it. It's it's very much true. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for parents, pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Coming up next, Coach Stefanski, real quick. I just want to give some shout-outs real quick to our peeps. You see everybody's talking when they're no, all the people sharing our, with their number one podcast and yeah. all the minutes. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, everybody. Well, you know what you, what we could have done? We could have done that like before or we were tossing the break. And then we well, could I have. Wanted, I thought we needed because to get we like had, one more minute. We got this. We were I, see, I don't this. see that because this is you a strange mirror, design that I can't see. see. We get this and then and now. I felt like it was a hasty throw. I mean, I, I don't, I'd like to really acknowledge all, right, we'll all of these Guess individuals. Guess what? Teaser. A lot of people have said nice there things. Go. We're going to talk more about you later. Coach Stefanski up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumkey Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit rumkey.com to learn more on that. Um, you did. I don't, is this the day that this is all going around? So I'm seeing this from Jade and so many of our great friends. Bobby. 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 Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. My boy Reams. Reams is Shout in the out mix. Reams. Um, Jimmy. I, He's I, a Jimmy. Ned. Ned was uh, involved. Ned, of course. Ned. The great Ned. Um, Ned. It's humbling, man. We, it's it's just, awesome. There was one from um, ne- the, the Netherlands. Netherlands that was yeah, on here. From Evo. Yeah, Netherlands. Yeah. All over the place. This guy, Cleveland fan 97. He's got pure joy. Act accordingly. Peapaw Gibbe. Betwixt. Pay attention to the scores. He's got it all in there. Yeah, legend. Yeah, that's great. Jack's Lamp, over 21,000 minutes. Lamp. He was our guy. That's our guy. Remember Jack's- that guy? What was the operation with him? I remember there was something. Oh, it was for his. Uh, Look at this. Pictures with the Hoff. Pictures with the this Hoff. This guy looks like. It was, like his sister emailed us. Is that what it was? Or got in touch with me about something on a birthday? I, I can't like even it. remember. I hope was, so. I remember that was great. I was a All big right. fan of that guy. And Celebrity like his- doppelganger for him. What do you see right there? Uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. I was going to go a little John Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I like that. Little Chris maybe Jericho. Mix. Little Chris Jericho. Little as well. mix. All of those things yeah. will probably work for Jericho. And they're all good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so thank you to the peeps, man. We appreciate it. Yesterday, there was a guy, Chris Omdak. Chris said, I don't know if I'm proud or profoundly embarrassed. Proud. 7,000 minutes with us. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. We had a great e- time. Each and every one of you. That yeah. is. That's absolutely it. That's wonderful. It's cool to see that. Is this? Does this just show up on your phone? I don't know or how do people you, find this. It's got to be from Spotify. It. It's got to be some. It's got to be for people who are through oh, Spotify. Oh, because I'm I don't do that. So I was. It doesn't show up on mine like through the Apple Podcast stuff. No, I think it's Spotify. And people, it makes like your your ultimate festival right now. I'm seeing a lot of those oh, okay. where people are getting their ultimate musical fests. What is the um? Excuse the being naive. What is the what is the benefit of Spotify versus like Apple Podcasts? I mean, I use Spotify for all my music, and then I do get – it's just see, it, everything's right there. It's just one app for literally everything that you want to hear in your ears. Okay. All right. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. So music, podcast, it's all there. All of Versus it. in Apple, it's just podcast, then i got to go to, like, Amazon Music for yeah. that. Everything's okay. there. So it's all just one. Yeah. All right, very good. Coach Stefanski coming up here momentarily from the podium, and there he is. Road against the Texans. Uh, we're looking forward to having a great week of practice, getting down there. Uh, you know, you watch them on tape. A lot of things jump out. Uh, number 31, their running back, I think is outstanding. He is a load to bring down. You see him running away from people, breaking tackles. He has speed uh, out there. I think they have multiple receivers that are big play receivers, uh, a tight end that's making plays for them in the past game, big, big offensive tackles. So uh, a unique challenge uh, with our defense on the field. But in particular, I think their running back is outstanding. Uh, defensively, you know, it's a Lovey Smith-led defense, uh, so that presents all sorts of different challenges. Uh, obviously, cover two starts to show up, which you don't see a ton of week in and week out, so you got to be really, really precise in what you're doing. And then pressure, uh, man pressure. Uh, on first and second down, they're doing a really nice job of being an aggressive front line movement. So. Uh, really a focal point for us uh, in defending that scheme. And then special teams, they have a really, really good special teams unit. A bunch of guys that we know, uh, they are outstanding, playing relentless on that uh, side of the ball. So uh, looking forward to going down there and looking forward to the challenge. And with that, I'll take any questions. Kevin, 
Since you've uh, been the head coach, the quarterback is usually spoken on Wednesdays. Any reason that that didn't happen today? Uh, no, but that's not my department. That's uh, PJB over there. You can ask him. Yeah, I know you're not a big vibe guy, but having Deshaun back with the ones today for the walkthrough so far, like, did, could you notice anything different in the energy or um, just because that's a pretty big change? I like the not a big vibe guy. Um, yeah, again, Deshaun's been here for five weeks, been around his teammates, been out of practice, been in walkthroughs. So uh, I've said it to you guys before, I've, you know you know this, but this is about us versus Texans is really the focus. This group of players, I mean, obviously there's probably going to be some backlash down in Houston when you guys go there, especially since Deshaun played there. I mean, how do you think this group is going to handle that? How do you think Deshaun is going to handle anything that rises up? Yeah, again, Ashley, I think it goes back to control what you can control. And uh, we have to have a great week of practice and be ready to play a great game on Sunday. Uh, look back at the one time we saw him play in Jacksonville. We know what happened. It was one tragedy after another. Uh, do you put any stock in his mental state on that day? It was a very stressful time for him. Uh, no, I, I really don't, Tony. And I think a lot of that was just getting back uh, in uniform, in the huddle, hearing my voice in, in the headset, those type of things. So that was that was all about the preparation. So no, I don't put much stock in that. You don't expect something like that to happen. I don't. But did you anticipate any rust? Days between games. Yeah, so I think it's a totally fair question, Jeff. I don't think uh, I can predict that type of thing, but I, I know this: he's focusing on his work. You got really in any uh, endeavor, you got to focus on your preparation uh, for Sunday. You can't really worry about Sunday until you worry about Wednesday. Back with exceptional skills, we've all talked about that. As the play caller, do you have to resist the temptation to play with this new toy at the expense of what, what the, your offensive? No, I, and I get the question, Tony. I think for me, for us as a team, for us as an offense, uh, we really want to maximize the skills of all of our players. Uh, obviously, with the change at quarterback, there, as you can imagine, there are certain things that we'll do differently. Uh, but ultimately, the, the goal is to go win. The goal is to play good offensive football. Uh, so there's not, I don't look at it in terms of resisting temptation. I just look at it in terms of trying to do what our guys do best. On the ground and you know his ability in RPOs and stuff, how much do you expect that to maybe open up things for your running back room potentially? Yeah, I, I really think it's wait and see. Um, I think there's plenty of tape of Deshaun out there, so, so the Texans know what to prepare against, so to speak, but he hasn't played for us, so uh, there's an element of, of we'll see. Wyatt the other day said, if teams try to put eight in a box, good luck. Um, would you expect to see less of that just with Deshaun's presence? No, I mean, again, uh, played good offense the, last, the first 11 weeks, so I expect that to be the same. Well, let's put it this way. When you play teams that have quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, you haven't played them, but the threat to run, do you consider yourself having a 12th offensive player when that quarterback can run and make big plays? I think we've seen going against some of the players uh, this season, Tony, think about Josh Allen, Lamar. That's frustrating to a defensive coach when a quarterback can make plays. Uh, Jacoby's made plays with his feet just in this last game, uh, made a bunch of plays with his feet. So that element 
of any offense, I think, is is really frust- can be really frustrating to a defense. Uh, that is part of uh, Deshaun's game in, in this case. But uh, you know, Jacoby's made some plays as well this season. Kind of this magnitude. Obviously, Deshaun, you guys felt Deshaun was a special player. So when you look at this offense, is the assumption not that this offense would take a leap forward, be more explosive with a guy like Deshaun Watson? Because isn't that why he's here? One more time, Kimberly. I'm sorry. Given the magnitude of this trade, correct, mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson, he, you guys must feel like he's a special player. So when you make the switch to quarterback, <coughs> what is the expectation for this offense? Is it not to be more explosive, dynamic, or else why? Yeah, well, I think for for this football team, for Deshaun, for, for the offense in particular, to your question, they need to focus on playing good football this week. The big picture of what that means and, and that type of thing, I don't think uh, our guys are worried about that. We've got to worry about our preparation this week, make sure that we have a good plan for Houston. Uh, we're excited that Deshaun's able to play for us. I mean, we're excited that he's back out there. Uh, the guys have enjoyed having him, like we mentioned, back in, in the room the last few weeks. So uh, I think having him out on the field uh, will bring an element to our offense that is different. But how different, uh, I think, remains to be seen. Do you think... They'll take time to uh, put everything, the suspension, all that, behind Deshaun. Or can you guys just say, okay, football from here on out? I think part of our job, Jeff, is that's what we have to do. I think when you're in this building, you, you control what's you can control. You 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 are where your feet are. Uh, so for us right now, the focus is on Houston, and I, I think get, having a really good week of practice. Uh, I understand. Uh, What's, I understand there's more out there uh, outside the building, but inside the building, we really have to focus on, on our jobs. David isn't going to practice today. Is that the same knee thing that kept him out last week? Did he do anything? No, it's a, it's a different um, injury. So we're just going to work through it and be smart. Yeah. Ruled him out for Sunday? I've not ruled him out, no. And Miles' pre practice report, but how's his shoulder going into this week? Yeah, uh, we'll give him some rest today, but he's 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 right where he's been. Uh, he, you know, these guys, as you know, you just played in an overtime game on Sunday, so tr- trying to be smart about uh, what we do with the guys and, and make sure that they're fresh come Sunday. You're preparing for that that run that they have. How big is it to have players like Jeremiah and Sione Takitaki who have really stepped up and made big plays at times to continue that and maybe even give you more? Yeah, it's it's a huge challenge. Just period. He, he's a really good football player. They have good run schemes, uh, you, and again, just turn on the tape, and he's running away from people. He's bouncing off of people. He's making people miss. So, uh, it's not one person's job when you're going against a rush attack like that. It's really an eleven person job, and and making sure that you're sound in all of your run fits, and then you really have to gang tackle this player. He, he's really good. Smith's defense used to be the rage just, what, five, six, seven, eight years ago. Are, are there any other teams as predominant as them? Are they unique at this point? They're playing the most cover two as anybody in the league. Um, I'd have to think of who the near neighbors are of, of him. You know, Coach Eberflus in, in Chicago, uh, similar. Um, but I'd have to look at, yeah, across the league. But it's a unique challenge, and, and it, it's a scheme that I've seen – work at a really, really high level. Uh, you know, it, it keeps you off balance when you can play cover two and keep everything in front of you, then you can 
crawl up and play man. They, they bring uh, a good amount of pressure, and, and with with that pressure, and even sometimes without that pressure, they have really, really outstanding line movement. So you're seeing their three technique, their six technique, pirate. Uh, it presents a, a big challenge because you have to be able to block movement when you're uh, playing against a Lovey Smith defense. JOK, and he was saying he's trying to find the balance between kind of reading his run fits too fast and too slow. Um, how do you think he's doing in that, and have you seen him get better in that area? Yeah, I think he's working hard to get better. Uh, as you know, JOK plays uh, with a unique speed, and, and he when he sees it, he goes. And, and uh, a lot of times it's a really, really good play, and he's, he's making the right read. If it's not, he can put himself in a bad position because he goes so fast. So, uh, you know, he works very hard with Coach Tarv, Coach Bloom, making sure that his reads and his keys are true. And then ultimately when you're playing linebacker <clears throat> in this system, any system really, uh, once you see it, you just got to go. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, there you go, Coach Stefanski from the podium. Obviously, a lot of that on Deshaun Watson and what yep. that is going to be like. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I think that a lot of that questioning is really justified because nobody's seen him in forever. Totally. So no one knows what it looks yeah. like. No one it, – he's not talking today. So that you're, you're getting it – the only way that you have some – point of reference on what he looks like or how this has gone is through coach Stefanski and through his teammates and so yeah that's that's the only way to get that out of it and I I think because of that and about a thousand other reasons um Sunday is going to be a very curious kick that's why it's a fascinating game that's why it is a what I would say a, a must see obviously for Browns fans to see Deshaun Watson the guy that has been brought here and and basically handed the keys to your operation he is the franchise for the foreseeable future and so this is our first look at him first time for him getting game action it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's as good a matchup as you could ask for for the Browns offensively and defensively they're bad. They're not a good football team. They've lost six straight games by more than a touchdown. Yeah. Um, they have lost nine of their last ten since week one, a week one tie against the Indianapolis Colts, which is actually a forebearer of things to come for that team season. Um, yeah, they're not They're not a great team. They are going to play, as you heard, cover three. Uh, cover two, I'm sorry, 23%. Tampa two. Old Tampa two. They're first in the league. Still only 23% of their defense, but – they play it more than anybody else. They don't blitz a ton. They're in the bottom quartile of the league in blitzing, but they do run a lot of stunts in games, and that's what you heard Kevin Stefanski talking about, all the different kind of movements you have to be able to block. That's something that they do do. But this is a team, they don't even play any dime. 36% base, 64% nickel. That's it. Four-man front all the time. Um, and I think that you know what you're going to get. Deshaun knows the environment. I, I, feel, I feel good that he's going to be able to go out there and be productive and you can always just turn around and hand it to Nick Chubb. The Texans give up the most running yards per game to yeah. running backs. So they give up 145 and 5.2 yards a carry. Running backs, running backs, how many games have there been? 11? Yeah, depending. They already have 1,600 yards and 14 touchdowns. Running backs, not rushing, running back rushing. You're saying that those total touches could be. Could be bigly. a good one. Could be bigly. Could be good. Um, isn't it curious the case of um, Lovey Smith? I thought Benjamin Button, but yes. I didn't think that was that curious. Like guy, me neither. Guy ages old to young. It seemed weird. It seemed odd to me was, that would be the case. It was inverted. Yeah. Yeah, as you did. Uh, of Lovey Smith from defensive coordinator under Dungy, gets to a Super Bowl with the Bears. Um, and then is he from there, is he at Illinois, or is there Tampa in, in between? Is he a Tampa head coach in between? 
I'm going to look this up right now. But I know he was at Illinois. Yeah, I remember that. that. Exactly right. You know, he goes to Illinois. That doesn't really land. Um, but is there for a while, four years, I think. And then ends up, now he's back in Houston as a head coach. So, Lovey Smith. Am I missing a third NFL head coaching Here job? You go. All right, Lovey Smith. Comes to the NFL in 96, Tampa. Tampa Bay linebackers coach. To 2001, defense coordinator of the St. Louis Rams. Then Chicago Bears head coach, 2004 to 2012. Bucks head coach, 2014 to 15. Illinois head coach, 16 to 20. Texans in 21 was the associate head coach and defensive coordinator with Cully, right? Yeah, David Cully, that's right. And then Houston Texans head coach now. He was the NFL head coach in the year 2005. Yeah, he was there very briefly in Tampa when he got that job. That was Winston rookie year-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah, Winston was a rookie after in 14. I don't remember he that he was the DC of the greatest show on turf. No, I don't either. What they went from uh in 2000 the year 2000 the Rams gave the league worst 30 points a game. They dropped to 17.1 in 2001, won the NFC Championship and then they lost. He was the DC of the team that lost to Brady in the first yeah. one Vinatieri in one of the greatest upsets of all time. That was my first Super Bowl that I that, that I went you to covered? in person. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. That was it was good. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird path to usually fired at Illinois, don't end up back in the league as a head coach. That's usually no. a tough tough mm -hmm. way to go about it. I remember when he took the Illinois job, thinking that that is a that's just a brutal job anyway. Let alone for somebody who's never had to recruit before, because all you're doing at Illinois is selling kids to go to Champagne. It's a tough sell. Yeah, compared to some of the other options around there. So. Um, but he's back, and he's coaching this Texans team. Uh, a couple other notes from around the league: uh, Colts interim head, or rather interim head coach, yeah, Jeff Saturday regrets not calling the late game timeout in Monday's loss to the Steelers during his press conference yesterday. Um, as as I would say, you're not. What did I, I even forgot what I said already? Oh, you don't uh, say. You don't say. You don't, oh, you say. don't say. You don't say. You should <laughs> use the timeout there when you guys had discombined. And he said we were in total disarray. Total disarray. Here's what I liked about it, though. Um, you and I were talking about this off air. I did like that he at least owned it. And said, look, I blew it. Sometimes I I blew it because you get some of these guys and they won't acknowledge. Now you can't have it be a hack at. Situation. Say, can't become a, a trend it's every week yeah yeah i really screwed that up ah, really screwed that one up too but i got my job okay. cool like, like that's it i mean isn't kubiak's kid calling plays in denver he's not even the offensive coordinator he's a quarterback coach he's calling the plays. he is yeah Hackett, kyle kubiak Hackett had to give it up the plays but it's not even the oc wasn't kyle kubiak was he in minnesota with stefanski probably he was his dad's gary yeah i think so so I think Kyle is calling plays. Well, I know he's calling plays in Denver. Can't say that it's going great. You know? No, but he, this has been forced upon him because it was Hackett, and then the offensive coordinator got involved, and now it's – I don't even know who the offensive coordinator is in Denver. No clue. Gary Kubiak. I don't know if it's Kyle. I just said it emphatically. You did, which was good. Clint. Dang it. Clint. Yeah, that right. Same alliteration. I you down the path. I would Same alliteration. Yeah. That's fine. And yeah. then Wikipedia Sad. thwarted me. Yeah, so he was with. That's right. one of those ones where you're Pedro, you're so pissed. Oh, yeah. Because you're I so close. You. Right. And, and really the difference is negligible. What difference does it make if it's Clint or Kyle? It's all the same. So you he, get the idea. He was the quarterback coach under Stefanski when Stefanski was the OC in Minnesota in 19. 
and then became the Minnesota OC in 21, and now he is the passing game coordinator and quarterback coach. So they gave him a passing game coordinator title in Denver. Um, and now, I guess, as you said, he is calling the plays there. Yeah. There you go. Um, also, uh, uh, so around this, so, so good job out of Saturday on this. They get D- uh, Dallas this weekend on Sunday night football. That was a brutal loss for them to lose to uh, Pittsburgh. That's really brutal. It was awful. It was yeah. a ridiculous loss. Tell you what. They had first and goal at the one and got no points. Yeah. That coaching debut and success seems like months ago. It does. And it's it, not going to get any better. No, but uh, I, th- I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's – I think that's – I think my original theory is still very much in play. If he keeps losing and they go 4-10-1 and one, – He's going to be picking in the top five. They're going to get smoked by Dallas. For sure. Matt Ryan might get sacked a hundred times. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Bill's outside linebacker Von Miller saying he's playing to return to the team's week 14 game against the JETS Jets on his own podcast. He suffered a lateral meniscus tear during their win over the Lions on Thanksgiving. When I was watching this in real time, I thought done for the year. Same. It looked like his knee... Yeah, and that he was going to be toast. Can't believe I blew you. Don't say it. we had a nice talk about it. We really did. And then I, 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 I my mind I just went blank. Up. Yeah, because I that was you saying it was it. me saying it. Yeah. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Hmm. Interesting. You don't say, pal. That's where you throw <laughs> pal at him right there. By the don't way, don't ever forget on pal. Pal can be derogatory or legitimate. It has a wide range. It's all the tone. Only because of you and the great Cole that I learned that pal could be a positive. Yeah. Now, my grandfather, Papa, would he would use pal, I think, in a positive way. Like, hey, he called everybody pal. I was like, hey, yeah. how are you doing, pal? But when I was on, a, at a, on the night before Thanksgiving, the ultimate first Friday. Oh, we never even got to talk about this because you weren't on that Friday. So um, we're out at – Oh, I did scores. I did, did scores, scores and I did – We didn't have time for What did I do, over-unders? Yeah, probably. I did over-unders yeah. and scores. I mean, it was – a. That wasn't a, that wasn't a shot. That's yeah, yeah. your worry. Yeah, yeah, you was, went above and yeah. beyond. It sounds like a shot. Um, yeah. No, it's not like you just didn't go to a remote. Like Some people. This guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we were out at the bar uh, on, at the Greenville in Chagrin, which is a great place uh, the right, night before. I it I, was I, insane. I love uh, this place. The uh, Greenville? The Greenville Inn. Yeah, you're going to love it. It's perfect. It's exactly what it should be. Dive bar, live music. Oh, Tons wow. of people in there. We're in there with um, my buddy Pat, and and Pat was Pat had had a few. He's a big Brady guy, and so he was going around to people, and he's like, you know, you look like Harry Potter. And then comes, you look like the lead singer from Green Day, and he's just giving some of you guys, and yeah. then they'd say something to me about the Browns, and he'd be like, Bucks twenty seven seventeen. Yeah. So at one point, this guy that we met, the Baz, he was talking to him, and and he was pretending to interview the Baz, so he put his like beer bottle like towards him as a microphone. Sure. The bass not happy. Smacks it oh, out no. of the way. Yeah, and he goes, Don't put that in my face, pal. And I was like, Whoa! Wow. Oh, that Hey, calm down here. We're all friends oh, here. No. Relax. Yeah, yeah. It was a real pal. It was an intense. Oh, it was an intense it was a legit pal. Like, pal. Let's, we're going to fight, pal. Nah, I don't think anybody wanted to go scrappy, but it was more like. Buddy can do that too. Don't you put that in my face, buddy. Yeah. The one that I never understood and The Rock uses it, and I don't know if it's like a wrestling thing, but it, Hulk Hogan used to use it and like a jack. You throw jack at the end, like, get out of my face, jack. <laughs> That's true. Where's that come from? Jack. I don't know. And it's never good. Jack's never good. <laughs> I don't know why. The Hulkster, The Rock. Why am I blanking? There is a movie that has a that's got a whole line of dialogue around that. 
Really? Yeah. Well, we're having around, it right now. Around the around Jack. Yeah. I do like it though. It's like watch your back, Jack. Yeah, you better watch out, Jack. <laughs> I do like that. I like how was. Do you think that the the issue was with the beer bottle, or was it more of a bit on he doesn't want to be interviewed? I think he didn't like it that it was like pointed in his in his space. He just did like he yeah. was out. He didn't get the bit. Yeah, like Mike. No, I don't think he got the bit. And my my uh, my kids have this new thing now where if they're um, not happy with like something that you've done, or you're like you know I try oh, give me a hug or yeah, yeah. or you say something that they don't particularly care for, they they tell me that. It, you're really hurting my ecosystem right now, and I'd like you to stop that. Peyton dropped that on me last week, the ecosystem thing. No way. Yeah. So it's going spread like wild. They must spread have been like on TikTok crazy. and some nonsense, nonsense. watching yeah. some idiot on yeah. some channel. My ecosystem. I'm like, do you even know what an ecosystem is? Yeah. I just said kindly leave. <laughs> Take yourself and your ecosystem right on out of here. Right on out, Jack. Jack. That's right. Yeah. See? Yeah, I'm That's how you use it. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to pick up on that. I, I've used to use that years ago. I, I can't remember the movie it's in. I could see you down in Florida with your belt button, your belt buckle days. Oh, yeah. Throwing Jack around. A lot around. of Jack around. Yeah. 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 Easy, Jack. Yeah. Watch it, Jack. Yeah. Or I don't know if I've ever told anybody to watch it. <laughs> watch it, Jack. <laughs> like I was a marshal. I don't know. The, I, Chief was another one that could get. Chief yeah. Was, that, Chief was thrown out. My dad was a big for, Chief guy. He was. He was a lot of people Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would come at people with that. Uh, hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life, not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of November. Just mention the promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location nearest you. Some exclusions may apply. The great Bernie Kozar coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And speaking of Browns, they don't get more royal than this one. Our own legend, the great Bernie Kozar, joining the show now on the Twisted Tea Hotline. Brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Iced Tea, official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. Uh, Bernie, let's go back to Sunday, my friend. That one was pretty, pretty sweet. And what it gives, I think, is this organization a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope in the playoffs, a little bit of hope in the games remaining. And it, the fact that it leads into Deshaun Watson only helps. Um, how big did it feel to you in the moment? I understand still 4-7. and seven. I get it. But at the same time, sometimes one win can go a long way. How did it feel for you on Sunday? It absolutely felt phenomenal on Sunday. And not wanting to be a, a prisoner of the moment. Um, and you're right, 4-7 and seven isn't exactly what we had planned after 11 games and stuff. But to be playing at home against Tom Brady, to, have, to be down seven with less than two minutes to go and know that Tom Brady has never lost a game, an NFL game in his career when he was leading by seven like that, and to have it come down to uh, uh, the touchdown catch by Keith on fourth down, to come out in overtime like that, to, to lay, to get the W, to have a victory week, to have a victory Monday and a victory week leading into the Deshaun uh, comeback this week. That's as, that was probably as optimal an outcome and performance as we could get trying to 
galvanize our team to to um, finish strong in this fourth quarter of the season. Yeah, it was. You had to have it. And how about your guy from the U, the Chief, the chief Bernie? Go up there. Where do you rank that in catches that you've seen uh, in your time with the Cleveland Browns? Okay, absolutely fired up to talk about this. And yes. it has nothing to do with my love for the U and my love for Chief. But for a man that's been through what he's been through for five years, to be a first-round draft pick like he has, and for him to be really coming into his own, and to really to have the two top tight ends in the National Football League, David Chief Najoku with our Cleveland Browns and Travis Kelsey from from East Cleveland to have the two best tight ends in the whole NFL. It's really special and to have it come down to that play. I mean, look at the, the happiness, this, the, the uh, excitement in all of our steps this week with, with a, uh, with a W like that to have fourth and 13 after that screenplay um, didn't work out on third down to have, to have that play where, where chief is manned up, on the inside linebacker like that, and then I—it almost reminded me. And this is this is probably uh, stroking my ego or reliving my pain's past. But um, there was a basketball player, the great Jimmy Graham, who played basketball at UM, then went on to play be a great tight end in the NFL. Yeah. I remember when he when he told me and said, "Hey, I don't think I'm gonna play basketball. I think I could be tight end in the league." And he had me work with him to throw. Um, to start running routes and being tight end. And we got in the red zone. And Jimmy Graham, like Chief, 6'6", amazing vertical jump, almost almost 38, 39 inches vertical jump. And you get used to throwing the ball. And I remember me and Jimmy Graham had a thing where we would throw the ball to the crossbar, 10 feet in the air, 10 to 10 and a half feet in the air, and Jimmy would jump up and make that catch. Um, I didn't think anybody could jump as high as Jimmy Graham and making those plays. And to see what Chief did, making that one-handed catch, not only um, is that one of the premier catches in the league we've seen this year, but game-time, game-changing to really um, turn the game around, to to get a W from the jaws of defeat. And, again, I'm not trying to be a homer here, and I'm not trying to galvanize our team. I absolutely believe these are the type of games that could galvanize the locker room, and it could be the impetus of planting a seed towards going on a run that we want to get, that we want to go to. And I I talked about this on the podcast, on my podcast this week. don't like to live in the past, but um, I played in the Thanksgiving Day game and a belated happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I'm sure my age. I played in the Leon Let It Be Ice oh Bowl goodness. game in 1993, the Dallas Cowboys against the Miami Dolphins. And the Cowboys lost that game. We were defending Super Bowl champs. And we had a win out the last five games of the year to even get in the playoffs Then and to win out. And once you get to the playoffs, to get the Super Bowl. I remember Jimmy Johnson at Thanksgiving saying, we're not going to lose a game again. We're going to win out. A lot of people, the fans, the, the media, uh, kind of uh, laughed at that statement. But the the coaches and the players in that locker room, we really believed that that was our time and our destiny. Um, that type of that type of attitude, that type of mindset, I hope is really galvanizing and resonating within our locker room and within our team with with um, what what the possibility of what lays in front of us now.
Well, Bernie, and I, th- I think it will only be buoyed by the opportunity and the reality that Deshaun Watson comes back this week. Um, here's the crazy thing. He hasn't played in a football game in about 700 days. Um, he's in the prime of his career, the prime of his life. Just from an, a, a guy who played at the level that he plays at, what is 700 days without football? What would be the biggest challenge for you if, if in your mid-20s if you didn't play a game for 700 days? Okay, I want to be able to say that that's not an issue and that, that, we, that we'll be able to overcome that. I, I'll, I, I love how Jacoby's played. Remember we talked about this on the show on and off the air a few weeks ago, how Jacoby was talking about how the game has slowed down for him, that he's able to really process things like the plays operating in slow motion. And it, it reminded me of back when I was – reaching my peak and feeling good at my ability to make plays, the game was almost in slow motion for me. I say that because there's almost no way we could expect Deshaun after 700 days to be able to have the game being in slow motion for him. So that that getting game tempo, getting up to game speed um, is absolutely going to probably take a little bit of time. And I absolutely, the emotions of playing your first game in 700 days, playing um, against the team that was your original team, there's so much emotion at stake here that I actually want to suggest to him to try to keep the emotion in check, try to play within yourself, not trying to do too much. Remember that for the fourth year in a row, we have the great Nick Chubb, who's gone over 1,000 yards, had 116 yards on 26 carries last week. Um, having Nick Chubb in that running game and then using that play action. And I know we've talked about um, uh, implementing a new offense or a newer elements of this offense with, like, the RPOs and stuff. Absolutely, there's there's a role for that. But also, when you haven't done that live, that also happens really quick. And there's really quick split-second decisions and line-of-sight issues that you want to feel comfortable with. So that's a little bit easier said than done than having to, having to have to execute those type plays. Bernie, if you were Deshaun Watson, you know, one of the things that Kevin Stefanski obviously has done well, the opening script has worked very effectively. We scored six times on our six touchdowns on our opening possession this year. What would you want to see? Are there throws that are good rhythm throws that are good game starters for quarterbacks to get you feeling comfortable? What would you want to see for yourself? And then what would you want to see if it would be different for Deshaun Watson? Okay. So Nathan, I love how you pointed out that was last week's game was the sixth time this year. The the Cleveland Browns have scored a touchdown on its first drive of the year um, on the first drive of the series um, of the game. So I know, and it was the first time we've scored the first points and actually won the game. So I'd actually like to see yes. us score the seventh time, the first drive of the game, and have our second W um, on this coming Sunday. But one of the things that, um, and, and again, Lovey Smith will know this also too, but because we are a play action team, and because we do a lot of boots and nakeds, play action, play action drop back where I had my check down right in front of me was something that I liked as a immobile quarterback. So I enjoyed my check downs in front of me with deeper throws behind it. 
But because we're a, a great running team and we do bootlegs and play actions, and although those look complex, those reads are from a throwing standpoint are actually pretty remedial. So that kind of gives you a chance and sometimes gets some good confusion where you you get some easier throws, you get some some confidence-building throws, you get some timing-type throws. And Coach Stefanski, we've, we've talked at length about this this year, um, Coach Stefanski and the offensive staff does an, an amazing job at scripting the first sequence of plays. So being able to come up with some, some, some throws that um, – bootleg naked type play action stuff that maybe allows you to get positive uh, fluid plays early is, is absolutely something I, I see on our on our horizon. Bernie, when you played in games where you were uh, maybe overly emotionally invested, and how did you manage your emotions when you knew that you had more in it? Um, I mean, I just can't imagine what's going through Deshaun's head playing a game in Houston where he started his career first game in 700 days was there any tricks you learned during your time where there was a game where emotionally it was a little bit more than what you normally would be that that you used that were successful yeah well that's a that's a great point is you know when i'm coming from the university of miami where we were very flamboyant very outspoken a little brash in how we acted and stuff uh especially under the jimmy johnson era but I actually was really groomed under Howard Snellenberger and the Don Shula system, the Bear Bryant system, the Paul Brown system. And that's basically shut up and don't be heard. So being able to act like you've done that before, act like you've been there before. So in games where I was massively emotional, like going to try to break the streak at Pittsburgh, going into to the jungle and having to beat Boomer Esiason and the um, – to try to win the division or playing Warren Moon when uh, the Oilers were, were a better team than us and having, having to beat them. I'd be absolutely emotionally, like a, bluntly, like a, a bomb wanting to explode. But that when I got into those mindsets, my exterior would actually become even more calm. Hmm. And actually, to coach number, act like you've been there before, Act like you expected to do this. Believe you're going to do this. And and that calmness, that quietness, that eye of the tiger type look, that belief, that, that kind of quiet confidence was what I absolutely used to um, kind of keep myself in check and to to make make everybody around me know we mean business and it's, it's time to uh, time to execute. Bernie, you're playing Lovey Smith defense. He runs cover two more than anybody in the league, 23%. Uh, so the middle of the field will be open, although they run other defenses. You know, their middle of the field to close 55% of the time, but still the most cover two that you will see uh, in the NFL. And it was middle of the field open that we got down in the red zone to David Ajoku, and you're able to throw that seam ball. As a quarterback, how do you, what do you like about going against Tampa 2? What, what are you looking for? What are your keys? And, and what are your thoughts in terms of where to place the football? Nathan, I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps right now. I'm so damn excited to go against cover two, okay? <laughs> I love the fades. I love the seams. From the play action ability to get up the seams, it was just straight drop back with Chief getting up on Devin Bush to toast him for the, the quick six to, uh, to get us into overtime on, 
on Sunday, this past Sunday. So I love throwing against cover two, especially Tampa two with play action in front of me because I'll send that tight end slot receiver down the middle of the field and absolutely on my play action. Do I have a check down um, going right where that Mike linebacker just vacated? So you have the high-low stretch in the middle. And because it's too deep, um, um, the highest percentage of two deep split safeties in the league, that is absolutely horrible for run support. We're the best running team in the league, so bring it on, cover two, two deep, five under, because we're throwing seams up the middle, check downs, and they're going to get a steady dose of Nick Chubb. Because you can't stop a running game with, with just uh, six or seven in the box and those two deep split safeties. No, you're right. That's why the reason the Texans given up 145 yards and 1.3 touchdowns rushing per game just to running backs, both most in the NFL. They've already given up five individual rushers of more than 140 yards. Derrick Henry had 219 and two to Bernie's point there. Bernie, when you think about this team and, and what has to be accomplished, you mentioned referencing there with the Dallas Cowboys that you know we're not going to lose again. And that's really, those are the stakes. How do you keep yourself in the moment week to week and not say, okay, we need to run off six in a row, but just focus on going 1-0? and how do, you, how do you do that? And as the quarterback and the leader of a team, what's the message to the team, especially for a guy like Watson now making his first start? Hey, this is when the culture of the organization of Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski is rock solid, right on point. Win the day, win the week. The only concern is going 1-0. and And when that has been the mindset since he's come here a couple years ago, it's nothing out of the norm. We are here just to do the best we can today on Wednesday. Today is first and second down passing game and first down running game. Understand that today and all that matters is what I need to do on Wednesday to get ready for this Sunday's game and that focus of of how we do that, how Coach Stefanski has harped on that um, and us being the youngest team in the league now as we get into the late third quarter of uh, early fourth quarter of the football season, um, this team's mature and, and I believe Things like things like Miles Garrett last week. I have to give a shout out to him. You know, he's a premier yep. defensive player in this whole NFL. But yet there's been some fans and people that have said, Hey, we need Miles to make plays at the end of the game. He's and Miles Garrett, the reason why we're four and seven, besides Chief and Jacoby and that awesome touchdown in, in the fourth quarter. Miles Garrett's sack to get us the ball back with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, and that awesome field position was amazing. And then his performance, sacking, sacking Brady in overtime. Those are big-time plays by a big-time player. And when, you, when you start getting a taste for the ability to make those plays, it's hard to make those plays. But once you make them once and you get accustomed to doing them, you believe you could do them, they come more. They come they come with more frequency, and that becomes contagious, and you believe in yourself, and you believe in the guys around you. And this is the time of the year where you have to take it to that next level, and I believe these guys um, have the youthful enthusiasm and the physical abilities to take that next step. Bernie, you're the best. Thank yes. you for your time, buddy. Awesome, guys. You matter. Go Browns 5-7. and seven. Let's go. Let's go. The great Bernie Kozar joining us on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea. Hard iced tea, an official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. There's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns in Twisted Tea. In fact, it tastes just like real iced tea. And you know why, Nathan? 
Because it's made with real brewed tea. Brewed, baby. It's brewed. It's cool. It's refreshing. A 5% kick of alcohol. It's Thirst Down and Gold Twisted Tea, Hard Iced Tea. Keep it twisted. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And hey there, Browns fans. Enter for your chance to win Browns season tickets, free Milkbone dog treats for a year and more. It's all courtesy of Milkbone, the official dog treat of your Cleveland Browns. Visit browns.com slash milkbone to enter, then visit your local Meyer to check it all out. And the varieties that are there are the Milkbone dog treats. Hello, Gibbe. Hi, guys. Come on. Today. Yep. The birthday. Okay. Of one... Bo Jackson. Did you see how old he is today? I did. Made me feel old. I don't. Can I guess? Yes. So when was like him and Bosworth was like 90-ish? Is that right? Well, just play it out. Let's see where you go. I could tell you all of it, but I mean, you just let's see where you end up. Because he was there with Marcus Allen for a little while. So Uh late 80s. I'll I'll just use 90 as a jumping off point. So call him 22 and 90 as my launching point. 54? So he won the 1985 Heisman Trophy. Okay, so he's younger than that. So 50. No, no, older. older. He won the, the Heisman the in 85. Way. 60? 60. He is 60 years old yeah. today. So he wins the Heisman at, uh, Does he at, still look great? at Auburn. Of course. He, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 I, I interviewed him and Herschel Walker at the same time. They were doing this thing where they would do like these fitness expos for kids. And I think they la- la- were launching like a gym or something. This was like when I was in Montana and they would come around all over and they would do these things. And I think Bo actually has a training facility in Columbus in one of the suburbs. He's got a huge training facility, like football fields, all this stuff indoor um, that he puts his name on. Pretty sure he still does. Anyway, I interviewed them together. You could make an argument that they're the two best college football players of all time, and whatever you may may or may not think of Herschel Walker as a player at the University of Georgia, he's probably the best college football player ever. I mean, he's probably that's it. He's that's the answer to the question. He, these are two mammoth personalities, mammoth people, um, and dynamic, dynamic athletes. You would hear to, heard about Herschel Walker, thousand push-ups, thousand sit-ups, all that stuff. So I go to interview them. And Bo Jackson was a hero of mine, same name, so you can imagine what it would mean to me, right? Yeah. So I go to interview them, and I'm not even making this up. Bo Jackson could have swallowed Herschel Walker whole. I could not believe how much bigger than Herschel Bo was. Really? Yeah. Significantly bigger standing next to each other. In stature, like just build all of it. It was not close. And Herschel's a big dude. Big dude. Yeah. Ripped. But Bo was another level. Yeah. Another level. So, yeah, there's the 30 for 30 on him is unbelievable. Jeff Perlman's got a new book on him. Um, I like the approach of the 30 for 30 where, like, you hear stories about Bo and that it's almost you tell it and it just becomes almost bigger than the reality. Um, Dick Schaap, I want to say, wrote his autobiography. I remember reading that as a kid. Um, It's a crazy story. That was similar to the Moss one, the Moss 30 for 30, which was about – yeah. Moss and Jay Jay Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Williams. Yeah. The, um, the crazy thing with Bo is, so he was drafted. Um, he was drafted by the Royals in baseball. His big 
his big beef was always when people would try to get him out of playing baseball. Like he really liked playing baseball. So even at Auburn, like he played on the baseball yep. team. And anytime somebody would like try to say, hey, you don't need to play baseball, then he would just sh- shut it down. Like you're like, done with Not it. having it. You're dead to me. Yeah, not having it. Um, and went to Auburn over Alabama because Bear Bryant said, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to be the starting quarterback or starting running back year one. And Excuse me? I mean, he's Bear Bryant, to be fair. He won six national titles over at Alabama. Like he's <laughs> Prior to Nick Saban. Yeah, like this is just one well, more kid Bear, we're recruiting. I'm aware of Bear Bryant. So it's probably like, like, you know, I, we go, sure, another freshman's going to start at Alabama. Right, sure. No one ever does that. And so he goes to Auburn, then he beats Bo, or he beats Bear, I think, two out of the three or three out of the four years that Auburn played Alabama. Um, but anyway, so he gets drafted num- He gets drafted number one overall by the Bucks. Is it number one overall by the Bucks? I believe so. That so was in the 30 for 30. He, he flies. To, he asks the Bucks to, to go take a visit. Hugh Culverhost is the owner of the Bucks. The Bucks want him to take a visit before the draft. They fly him to Tampa for the visit. According to Bo, they assure him that this is not in violation of NCAA rules. Turns out that it was, and he was not able to play his senior season of baseball at Auburn. And because of that, he went and played baseball for the Kansas City Royals instead of playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks, So the Tampa Bay Bucks in 84-85 would have had Steve Young and Bo Jackson. That's pretty good. God, I don't even remember that at all. Yeah. So he, he ends up playing baseball for a couple of years, and then I want to say in like 87, he ends up with the Raiders. Um, uh, so that's why I had it being late 80s. That makes right, sense. Because he that didn't get there was the, it. was later. Yeah. So and he so played he, with the Royals for two stints? No, one stint. He played them both at the same time. He would go to the Raiders after he was done he with the baseball season. He never didn't play. Gotcha. So he played baseball the whole time. He never gotcha. didn't play baseball. He would play baseball till that season was over, then he would join the Raiders okay. after that. I want to say that's like 87 okay. is when that happens. Um, but his the um, Al Davis, like crafty, once they the Bucks lost their rights to him, yep. he like just drafted him in a late round and stashed him. And then he came on, I want to say, in 87. Yeah, 87 to 90, yeah. he was with the Raiders. He played with the uh, the Royals, 86 to 90. I have zero recollection. He didn't do anything in 92. Well, that's when he blew out his hip. So in 91, okay. he blows out his hip. He needs hip replacement surgery in a playoff game against the Bengals. Blows yep. out the hip. Yep. Needs hip replacement surgery. Sits out a year. In his first game back in baseball, in his first at bat. In 93. In 93, he hits it out. Yeah. First at bat on a on – a, artificial hip yep in the early 90s when nobody did that and he, he promised his mom that he would do it yes he hit it according out. He was to playing the, for the white Sox, white Sox. i believe yeah so that's the way that that thing went he was an he's the he was an all pro or i'm sorry he's a pro bowl football player and an all-star baseball player he's the only one ever yeah yeah that was an all-star a pro bowler and an, and an all-star. all-star so all-star what? game mvp in 89 1993 it's AL the comeback walk-off. player of the year hits it uh, the uh, the a home run in the first at bat leads off, off the big all-star daddy game. rick russell big R- rick russell and ronald reagan is in the broadcast booth the former president at the time is in the booth as jackson hits it out it's crazy and it's just it's this window it's this very small window from like you know, his, his elite college play from 84, 85 through 92, and he hurts. There's like a seven-year window where he's – you could make the a very solid argument he's the greatest athlete who ever lived. Oh, yeah. And there's a stretch from 87 to when his hip goes out where he's absolutely 
that stretch is more impressive than anything you'll I ever have seen. zero recollection of his time with the White Sox and certainly not of his time with the Angels. Oh, I remember the I White remember Sox because that's when the boat, that's when the baseball card, I believe, came out. No, that was before the hip. That was Royals. Sure? For sure. Yeah, the Bonos. Bonos. Yeah, yeah that was, that was, that was Royals. Wow. With your face yeah, on. Yeah, that's the cover of the Dick Shat book. Bonos. I book. had that poster. Every, yeah, you had to have that poster. The night, yeah, that was probably the most, one of the greatest ad campaigns ever of all time. No yeah, but so, that was it. As I was putting all this together and, and coming up with this segment, I you can't compare him and Dion because at first I'm like, do I want to even begin to try to compare yeah. Dion to him? Because th- those are the only two that really have ever done it at both the at both levels at a level that at a high level brian jordan brian jordan did it with the falcons and braves yeah and was really really good wasn't he a better baseball player than i think he was a better baseball i can't remember which was the primary dion was really good dion hit 300 one year in cincinnati like he he was a real baseball player for a little time but he would always bail on baseball for the football so correct jordan was as well he was he was and he was an all-star Brian Jordan was an all-star in 1999. Career 282 hitter, 184 homers, nearly uh, over 800 RBIs. And then you go play safety. So my question then switches and becomes... He played football first, so he didn't even play baseball. He comes into the NFL, drafted. He's a seventh-round draft pick in the NFL in 89. DB? Falcons, yep. Falcons doesn't even make it with the Bills who drafted him. Falcons 89 to 91 and then begins his baseball career in 92, stays in the big leagues through the 2006 season, and is an all-star in wow. 1999, seven years into it with Atlanta. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. But from a video game standpoint, is he the best with Tecmo versus no. Vic with Madden? It's Vic. It's Vic. It's, Vic. it's could, still Vic. It's Vic. Even with – It's Vic. It was it's a different Vic. game, and it was – I mean, with Bo, there were only even on the Super Tecmo Bowl, there were only there were at that point. It's also it's Super Tecmo, not Tecmo. Correct. There were two. There's only two plays for Bo. And now he's unbelievable, but there's two plays for him. Whereas, and the other thing is, is there were other guys in that game that were almost as unstoppable. Barry Sanders could not be caught, if you remember. Lawrence Taylor was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Christian Okoye's truck was ridiculous. Uh, there was also um, Ronnie Lott was unbelievable like so they there were other guys Vic in Madden the game AI couldn't handle him it couldn't you would I remember with him what I would do is I would get the ball if like I got it back on a punt I would try to run it back to the one yard line and I'd score a 99 yard riding touchdown with him the first play every time if some for some reason I couldn't get like I intercepted a pass it was at their 30 I'd run a toss so I could get it to the back. I'd take it back to the one yard line, and then I'd run with Vic, and I would score every time in one play. It was up. It was a different. It was like he was moving at a different speed than the rest of the game. They put him on the cover, yeah. and it was almost. It was one of those things where they just they they screwed up. They just made him too good. So he had the strongest arm, and he was oh, yeah. the fastest player in the game. Oh yeah, you could literally run around behind the line of scrimmage forever, forever, and throw it on a on a rope anywhere. It was just. The game was so much different. Bo was the original video game hero, but the Vic that year was not right. And they've now it's funny. That's one thing that even the Vic it, they just dropped the Vic, who's elite in the game. But mm-hmm. what they did was accurately incorporate. Now they have people's actual throwing motions. Oh, okay. so his is a little longer. The, yeah, the so zips on the ball, but it 
I mean, it was a big windup. I'd rather have like him. Aaron Rodgers is like, and yeah. he just throws the ball right out. So it's for me as a passer, I prefer that style. But so they've incorporated things like that. But that in that game, it was broken. He could throw it the whole length of the field. Yeah, you could run around forever, and then somebody would be down there at yeah. the other. You throw a hundred yard pass. That ad, I think his ad where he throws the ball out of this. That was a great one. That's a great one too. Yeah, the bow campaign because it's shorter. It kind of actually reminds me a little bit of Little Penny. Little Penny. Like it was so great little for Penny. a little moment. And then, like, Bo broke down, got hurt. Little and same Penny. thing happened with Penny, Penny. where he yeah. broke down. Listen to what NBC did to me this week, playing uh, 2K. So I have not played 2K. I'd never played it. Do you need me to come over? Do you need me to come over and give my a little oh, humble this was pie? So it was unbelievable what he did. So I, I, in the old days, I was decent, never to your level, but I was decent at it. And one of the things that I just remembered was I always make sure you can direct pass. So I have the icons up so I can pass to the direct guys and all that. So he doesn't know that yet which I don't, I'm not going to tell him. But so because of the way I play, I'm always, he always wants to shoot a thousand threes. I'm quick to rebound it. Give me two passes. I'll get a layup. I'll, I'll go, I'll just make more twos. And then I was playing with the Warriors. He was playing with the Suns. So it was a pretty fair matchup. Steph was having a great game. Way we go. So I'm up the whole way. I'm up six with like a minute to go. Should be good night, Irene. Well, he starts fouling me. So I don't mess with his, the stuff that he, that he is set up in the game. And he's like chuckling. So I'm, I know something's up, but I'm, I'm trying to understand what it is, and I couldn't figure it out right away. So, like, automatic subs are in and automatic timeouts, but I'm like, I didn't have time to reset it. I just want to play a quick game with him. So he starts fouling me, and all of a sudden I'm seeing, like, it's like a crescent. It's moving like this on the, on the thing, and I'm going, what the heck? Why can't – because I wasn't having this problem on threes. Like, on threes, I, I was fine from three, but on the free throw, I couldn't, I couldn't hit it, and I just kept missing free throws. So in the meantime – he starts making threes and we're catching up. So I'm up. I'm, I can't hit a free throw. I'm with clay and Steph. All I'm trying to do is like take the ball out and throw it to the other end and just try to play keep away. So he doesn't foul me. Cause I can't hit a free throw. Cannot hit it. So I finally, he hits uh, a shot to where he's up one. So I foul him. So he goes to the line and instead of the crescent going like this, his is this. And then you release it right at the top. I go, what are you doing? So he's just giggling. He's loving it. So, so he hits it. It's he amazing that there were no free throws game, until the end of the game. He turned the tables yeah. on you. Oh, he got him with all his sliders were wrong. And... His it, my slide. I was so he hits a three and he beats me at the buzzer. And I am oh. so I'm like, you're cheating. That was ridiculous. And what did you do? Nothing, nothing, nothing. He's going all that stuff. The kids say the cap and the yeah, no bet, cap, no cap. Bet, bet, oh, bet, bet dad, bet. bet all that nonsense. And so I've wanted to mess up his ecosystem. So he goes, he says, he goes, Jack, that's right, Jack. So I get to the end and he gets all this VC. So I, I, I see this thing at the end. It goes win versus superstar VC 10 million or whatever. I don't know how the VC works. So he had me on superstar. Yeah. Which is the and he was level. playing on pro yeah. or some set. I don't know. Pro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know till the end. I was so, I had to tip my hat. I mean, he, he out schemed me. For sure. Well, next time you just got to go in and check your settings. And well, who make thinks? Sure I think the, everyone's on the same setting. On the up and I said, up. is this what you're doing with your brothers? Oh. Drilling them? Poochie's trying to time it? What did he and say to that? Didn't answer. Oh, God. Not great. Not great That's, at all. Uh, Crafty move out of him. That was his play. Okay. Well, no. first time is going to fool me. No. Not going forward. No. no. I can always I, beat him in the basketball games with the direct passing. I I just, can, I can, can you got to tell him he's got to turn on icon passing because it, it allows you to it's directionally the one, pass. The one trigger, like the top left trigger thing, puts up the icons. 
but you can have it so right so right exactly right so you just i just you hold that down and you pass, pass to the guy you want but you have to have that on otherwise it's he's passed all, based on the direction and, and i'm you always put the quick, joystick yeah right and i'm always quick to like well i think it's on automatically and sometimes it misses some dudes when you when you don't do the i always have to have the because sometimes yeah. you'll be pointing this way there will be two guys on the court and right. sometimes usually picks the right guy way. but sometimes picks the wrong guy sucks when your kids beat you in anything it's not great no so, yeah even when they cheat. I'm just sad. My son's all into Apex Legends now, and I just like, I got, I got to the point where I was competent at Fortnite. I could be like a, you know, I could be a running buddy to him. I could yeah, be like yeah. BJ Armstrong or right. Paxson and make a shot when Get I needed shot, to. Stay yeah. out of his way, let him work. Yeah, but in Apex, like, um, it's done. I'm just like a walking, like, kill me, like, <laughs> stumbling around. No clue. It's, it's awful. Be part of one of the most passionate fan base in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to ClevelandBrowns.com tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. We'll meet the Texans coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of the Cleveland Browns. Whether you depend on your Browns win, you depend on OBM. They tackle any size office. The number is 216-485-2000. Visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Let's meet the 2022 Houston Texans, the opponent on Sunday. 1-9-1 of the season. Last of the South. Worst in the NFL. Lost 30-15 to to Miami over the weekend, as you mentioned, Lovey Smith. And for the rest of it, we go to Dr. Z. Yeah, they're not great. Six straight losses, nine of the last ten losses. As a matter of fact, here are their games since they returned from their bye. 38-20 to loss to the Vegas Raiders. 17-10 to Tennessee in a game Derrick Henry ran for 219 yards and two touchdowns. 29-17 to Philly. 24-16 to the Giants. 23-10 Washington. 30-15 Miami. In the last two games, they've been outscored 50-0. to in the first half. Yes. But we talk about these things all the time. Oh, yeah, the greens they and the reds. List greens, reds, the whole deal. Uh, what color do you see on the Texan side um, exclusively? Oh, my God. I see – I see. do I see nine reds? You do. You see nine reds. You see – A niner? Nary a green. Nathan. No, I used to get that sometimes. Nathan, Nathan being nothing. Being zero? Yeah. yeah. I used to drop a Nathan. Yeah. I'm going to work a Nathan and a Jack into my repertoire now. You should. I like both of those yeah. coming back. You get Nathan. Yeah. But I'm more than nothing. That's Nonetheless. Right. 29th ranked total defense. Dead last rushing defense. Dead last big plays defense. The Browns, by the way, have 164 plays in more than 10 yards this year. That's third in the NFL. Behind only Kansas City and Miami. Think about that. Who would have had that? Nobody. You could have gotten pretty good odds on that in Vegas. Um, offensively, they're worse. Last in total offense. 31st in scoring offense. 29th in rushing. 27th in the pass. 31st on third downs. 30th in the red zones. 30th on yards per play. They are not good. This is not a good football team at all. One bright spot for them offensively, Damian Pierce, their rookie running back. Um, he's got 788 yards, leads all rookies, ninth in the NFL. But he's been held at just eight yards exactly in each of the last two games Jeez. by Washington and Miami. First 10 weeks, he averaged 86 yards a game, six in the NFL. Uh, the last two weeks, he has 16 yards total. But he's got some chub-like qualities. Bruiser, great balance and power. 
Fifth in yards after contact this year, just 40 behind Nick Chubb. Uh, leads the NFL with 28 broken tackles, second in broken tackle percentage, second in pro football focuses, elusive rate, uh, and Nick Chubb is first in that, by the way. Um, even their dynamic guys, Brandon Cook's having a tough season this year, no 100-yard games. They're just not good. Uh, their best players defensively, Jerry Hughes has eight sacks. Uh, the rookie, uh, Derek Stingley Jr., has not allowed a touchdown, despite being one of the top ten most targeted defensive backs in the NFL. He's one of only two on that list to not give up a score all season. They got the great Kirko as the team captain, and he's one of four players in the league this year with 75 tackles, one interception, and a fumble recovery on the season. The Browns have beaten them twice in a row at home in 2021 and 2020. They have lost, however, five straight in Houston. Five straight in Houston. In fact, the, the last and only time Cleveland has ever won in Houston, January 2nd, 2005, which was the final game of the 2004 season. Those are the Texans. They're not good. Not good. No, not at all. Far from it. Uh, and also, Texans, really? It's the best we could do? We talked about this we already. Talked about it. Yeah. We talked about it already. All right, so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Catch the Browns preview show tonight, 7 to 8, University Hospital's Cleveland Browns Radio Network. MJ Emerson and the voice of the Browns, Jim Donovan, joined Ken and Gerard on the program tonight. All right, back at it, back at practice. Tomorrow. It's good out there, spinning it around. Tomorrow we get a little guest alliance. I'm kind of here. Oh, it's always fun, yeah. You did well last time. Yeah, I've had two you? good weeks in a row. Two good weeks in a row. Yeah. Scores I get nervous him. for it, though. It gets me excited. I like that because that's like the most it's random good. thing ever. We're due for a failure. Well, it's also <laughs> it's also um, like we've had last week we had four lines, nine or more. So that's, that's a, stupid a line. wide. And they all – Dallas should have. Yeah. Dallas was the only one that didn't. Um, the other three all did, so that's always and Dallas should have. That's what I said. Yeah, Dallas should have. Right. Yeah, they, Rob, they blew it. They blew it as, as big. Still as Still a good. It was actually not a bad week at all. No, we're fine. No, I was just uh, keep stacking them. I think you were nine and six, and I was eight and seven. Yeah, you're fine. A winning week. Not winning week. That. Continue. All the best to you. Um, all right, you're good. I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Watch I don't yourself, know. Jack. Watch yourself, Jack. Hey, listen, pal. <laughs> That's what he working. Absolutely works. Uh, the next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow, everybody. Thanks for listening. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.